Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Rank. You guys know it. We have a topic. We have things that support that topic. It's so simple that I'm surprised it hadn't been created a thousand years ago. This is Star Wars Ranked. All right, there's lists everywhere. Uh, to 
help me through it, as always, is Joseph Scribshaw. I am thrilled to be here because I feel in the future this is the only way humans will communicate. If you go up to order a sandwich at a Jimmy John's or whatever, you have to give them your top five choices first. <laughs> That's just the way society's going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Joseph, uh, you are much like uh, maybe me on Databank Brawl, which is your show, and I'm a honored guest. This is Star Wars Ranked. You're an honored guest here. And some other names pop in. Oh, yeah. And some great people. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, you and I, we hold hands, we jump into the water. <laughs> That's right. We list things. But today, this episode is released on Mother's Day. We talk often on Force Center of motherhood in Star Wars. It's there. Yeah. It's, it's very present. But like a lot of things, the trope of the mother dying, and we, we'd like to see there's father issues. We'd like to see the focus on, on mothers yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah, we want to just see a lot more of those stories that, you know, as fans we have to dig for, we want them to be right there on the surface. Boom, right there. And again, there are prominent mothers in Star Wars. In fact, so much though that I thought, well, it's Mother's Day. Joseph, we should do a Star Wars ranked about the great mother moments. Yeah. The moments of motherhood in Star Wars. And I thought, well, well, Joseph and I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> we don't know that well enough, but we know someone who does, making her actual debut on Star Wars Ranked, even though she's a force behind, force center, it's Jennifer Landa. Hello! I thought you were going to say, and whiskey. No, it's me, <laughs> Jennifer Landa. I'm here. <laughs> you are much better to talk about motherhood than a random glass of whiskey. <laughs> much better. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. So, Jennifer, uh, mm-hmm. so happy to have you here on Star Wars Thank Ranked. And you. can't think of a better episode to get you started. We're going to rank Ewoks at some point, I'm sure, Good. with you. But um, <laughs> not only are you just one of the best and biggest Star Wars fans out there. Thank you. But you happen to be a mother. I yes, I am. I am a mother, <laughs> proud mom of my daughter who's going to be three next month. Wow. Oh my goodness! Wow, that's crazy. So to celebrate Mother's Day, our favorite Star Wars mom, mm-hmm. second only to Chewbacca mom. I'm kidding. You first. <laughs> Chewbacca mom's 142nd. Um, we're going to celebrate Mother's Day with you and your list of the best moments of motherhood in Star Wars. So without further ado, let's dive in. With your list, five to one, your number five. My number five actually is from the book Catalyst. And some of these Ooh. will be from the novels, ah, just because we good. don't get as many mother moments on screen. Uh, so this is Lyra Urso in Catalyst. Where she, it's a very small moment. Mm-hmm. She's going for a run. And this is kind of the first time where she's recognizing that she has freedom while she's running, but then she feels like she's forgotten something. Mm. There's something that makes her feel like it's not right. And she realizes it's her daughter. She's not <laughs> tied to her daughter at that moment. She's out free in the world. Mm. And, and it's, it's, she's conflicted because she's like, how did I, I wasn't expecting to get married. I wasn't expecting to have a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love this moment because it's, very, very real. Mm. It's a very small moment. Small but powerful there. Mm-hmm. Real moment. Yeah, and I think what I love about this new era of Star Wars, like we were talking about with Last Shot, is getting these real moments of what it is like to be a parent. What it is, that, that struggle is that even though you love your kids, you're like, what the heck am I doing? And I can remember the first time after I had my daughter and I went to go take the trash to the mm-hmm. dumpster outside And it's this weird sense of freedom. (laughs) I can't describe it where you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm not having to feed my child or or change my child. I'm free. I'm walking to the dumpster. (laughs) But it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel right. Like something does, you're no longer just you anymore. And I I love that this author, James Luceno, tapped 
into that. Right. It's something that we've never seen. And this, this is something where I feel like you can only really get in a book. It'd be mm. kind of difficult to translate that on screen. I mean, if you have a really fantastic actor, they can show sure. all that emotion. Sure. Um, I feel like I should read the passage. Do you want me to read the yeah, passage? Yeah, if you got to say, yeah, if okay. you got it. Yeah. Uh, so she says, as much as she appreciated being out of the apartment, she wasn't enjoying the freedom as much as she had hoped. It was as if she'd forgotten something important, that something being Jin, who on approaching 19 months old was beginning to chat up a storm and display an early defiant streak. <laughs> Lyra thrilled at being able to open Jin's mind, but in fact, she felt like she was learning as much as she was teaching. Mm. And I, what I loved about in Catalyst mm-hmm. in general was seeing her, uh, Lyra's relationship to her husband, Galen, and also to her daughter, mm-hmm. Jin. And it was something that I was really looking forward to just potentially seeing on screen, <laughs> <laughs> as we've talked about. Yeah. Very, very uh, short. But, yeah, yeah, very uh, short. Yeah, I laugh. That that is a spe- spectacular moment and why we're doing this list with, with, with you, Lena. I, I, would, I, I think I missed that moment. Just... <laughs> You know what I mean? From yeah. my perspective, this is why I love different different ones because I would have been like, yeah, 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 cool, whatever. Where's the spaceships? You know, and that's and that's this big, giant, meaty moment, Joseph. Yeah, yeah, and I think my mind really pinged on, ooh, Jin's defiance. Yeah, like, exactly. that's a character building moment. But I did love this character in the book and wanted to see more of her because, uh, like we were talking about with last shot as well, it's a, a really interesting and honest uh, marriage where yes. Galen is a little bit of a techie and is not good with his words or expressing mm-hmm. his feelings. And uh, Lyra is this uh, more free spirit who likes an advent- adventures and is interested in, uh, in, in fact, an expert about finding crystals and tries to bring him out of his shell. And they have this daughter who's like, well, which of those traits is she going to be? Or is she her own thing? And there's just so much that's very human about her while also tapping into the really, like, um, mystical side of Star Wars that she is... Uh, uh, force aware, mm-hmm. you know, yes, and you, right. you, you can, you can enjoy this scene. It's just like, that is a really real human thing. And then you can do that great star Wars layer of like, and is that a little more powerful for her mm. because she's force aware? Is that natural feeling that, that all mothers feel, is that a little bit more powerful for her? Cause she can almost sense her daughter even a little bit more. Oh, mm. that's a great point that I, that I had not even thought of. Yeah. Yeah, you were gonna say? No, I just I love that you chose a moment from Catalyst with with Lyra Urso because I think it is, uh, you know, a, a character for two minutes on screen. Yeah. And again, that's what we're talking about. There's there's mothers in Star Wars, but I, I get it. You lose losing your mother should be a pretty powerful moment that would spurn a character onto something. But I just right. think we've seen it a lot. But I, you know, and Galen's interesting too. But Catalyst really brought that character of Lyra Urso to to life. Yes. And filled it out in a wonderful way. Yeah. yeah. Fears and all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just love I just love this character so much. And I, I wish we could see more of her on screen in, in another time, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think that we will. So we'll just have to enjoy it in the book. You can find a way. Mm-hmm. There's always a way in Star Wars. So that is your number five, your number four. My number four also comes from a book, Prince Leia, Princess of Alderaan. And it is Brea mm. Organa when she is confronting Leia about her secret mission to Wobani. Yeah. So this is the scene uh, from Claudia Gray's novel, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Uh, and, you know, there's so many great mother moments in that book, but this one in particular yeah. really stood out to me because the setup is that Leia goes on a humanitarian mission to Wobani with the intention of providing the people there with supplies. And when she gets there, she realizes how terrible the natives have been treated. So she ends up rescuing a hundred refugees and taking them back with her, her to Alderaan. Unfortunately, Leia didn't realize that her father, Bail and Mon Mothma and some of their allies in the Senate had been negotiating for resettlement of the Wobani population for months. 
So she kind of she kind of effed up big time, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, but what I love is when Brea finally confronts her. You know, she says in my office now, instead of shouting at Leia, you know, what were you thinking and how dare you do this? Which you know, uh, which is very understandable that she'd mm-hmm. be very very upset. She has she takes Leia's hands and she calmly tells her that she understands that her motivations were good. She, you know, she, she's proud of her that she showed compassion and courage and ingenuity. But next time, you know, choose your mission a little bit more carefully. And I, to me, that's like such a wonderful parenting, mothering moment where it's like you, don't, you keep your cool and you, you praise your child for the good things, but you also set those boundaries of like, hey, don't do that next time, kid. <laughs> yeah. And that is extremely difficult to do as a parent. Mm. I'm not there yet because my daughter's, you know, but the toddler years, they're tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, know. you can't reason with a two-year-old. Yeah. Put the cookies back. <laughs> no, but you're, it's amazing how your instinct is to get frustrated and angry. Right. It takes so much strength and, and really like recognizing that your child is an individual, which Brea mm. clearly sees the good in Leia. And even though Brea is her adopted mother, like there is a real love and and physical like she's constantly like you know touching her hair touching her shoulder there's yeah. just so much warmth and kindness that i i loved this book mm. for that reason yeah the the stuff with brea organa is fascinating because this is a character not really even mentioned, right? Until then, Sith, you see her, and that's kind of the first time you hear the name, at least for, I, I don't remember his yeah. character's name until yeah. the prequels. And, and you get nothing. You get a you get a porch scene, and look, Bail Organa, Jimmy Smith is great, is a great character, important character, but to to see what you're talking about here, the the, the that connection with her mother, mm-hmm. forget Padme for a moment, forget the weird force visions Leia may have had about her young mother when she was young. Yeah. Her mother was Brea Organa, and so much of Leia, Claudia Gray did such a good job of seeing how half of Leia was formed by this queen. Yeah. And and how she did it was yeah, great. Absolutely. And I love that so much of the book, it, the catalyst for, uh, for Leia, uh, uh, Princess of Alderaan, is that she had this incredibly close, loving relationship with her mom and her dad. Mm-hmm. And as they got more involved in the rebellion, they feel, felt like they had to pull away and what a torture that was. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's such a great uh, story of uh, children and their parents. So then to have her, Brea, encounter these moments where that tension is absolutely coming to life and make the choice to be, it seems to me, a little bit more selfless. Mm, where yeah. like Brea probably wants this is hurting her just as much to have to push her daughter away. Right. And she would probably like to just yell about it, Mm. but instead to have that tender moment of like, your intentions were correct. And now a PowerPoint slide on how you (laughs) effed up, you know, like (laughs) just like very calmly. Right. Because I'll be mad later. Uh, I'm going to have a drink with Bale and he's, we're going to yell about it together in our soundproof room. (laughs) Yeah. But for Leia, I'm going to put my anger aside. Right. And I almost do wonder if because she is, you know, not not Leia's birth mother, that she does recognize that she has to be even more gentle with Mm. Leia because of that. I feel like Leia throughout the novel, we see her like she's desperate. She Mm. desperately needs her parents attention. She desperately wants to be accepted and and to be loved by them. And I feel like Brea especially is is aware of that. Mm. Yeah. Giving her that that extra love, that extra attention that Leia needs. Yeah. It's it's really interesting and it's so clear seeing her relationship with her mom now you know the Leia that we know Mm -hmm. and the strength that she has shown where that came from Mm -hmm. is from her relationship 
uh, from her mom. Yeah. And the teen years are tough, right? This is a 16 year old Leia. Yeah. And mother daughter relationships in the teens. I've, I've seen it from my perspective in my own family and I'm sure Jennifer, you experienced it directly, mm-hmm. but to see it play out so well in that book, but to, yeah. to have this kind of moment, uh, yeah. this big teaching moment. And then on top of it, always again with like the big weird star Wars thing, I think there's all, all that human truth. And then like, and if anybody, she can't get too curious about her real life or else uh, an evil space wizard might come kill her. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, because I think right. that's a big part of it, too, of like, I, I'm i training you to be the next generation of Alderanian leadership. Mm-hmm. And I would love to tell you all about Padme, but I cannot. You can't know too much about this. Right. Yeah. It's powerful. Oh, that's... Great choice, Jennifer, because uh, Bray Organa uh, is, a, is an important character in Star Wars. We, I think we're just scratching uh, the tip of the iceberg there. I hope there's more somehow, some way with that character. Me so too. that's your number four, number three. Number three. No, this is a little different direction that we're going mm. because we are going to Mother Talzin. Ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> got Mother in the name. Welcoming Asajj Ventress back uh, to Dothmir and agreeing to help her get revenge on Dooku. So Mother Talzin, for me, is such a juicy character because she is a very complicated maternal figure. Uh, She is a mother who has suffered tremendous loss, uh, losing her son, Darth Maul. And she wants, you know, revenge on the Sith. But she's also very kind and very supportive and willing to create an elaborate plan to get revenge, not just for herself, but for Asajj. So this this whole Night Sisters arc and the Savage Oppress arc on the Clone Wars, I, I really enjoyed it because we see a mother, and you know, <laughs> her actions are relatable, even though they're very, very dark. <laughs> yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Very, very dark. But there is a <laughs> level of, of kindness and warmth that she shows Asajj, which clearly Asajj needs, mm-hmm. which is why she goes back to that home world. And rather than, you know, berating her or anything, she welcomes her back into the coven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is like, you're back. I'm going to take care of you. And we're going to go get that, that mean man who did that to you. <laughs> like yeah. any mother would want to do. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That is my choice for number three. Mother Talzin. Yeah, absolutely. I love this one. I love Mother Talzin. And I love, yeah, I love that whole story of the Night Sisters and the way their society works. Because, again, super crazy Star Wars stuff. I mean, her dress floats. I mean, come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Top of her dress is just, woo. It always looks like Mother Talzin's got something going on. Uh, But it it is so relatable to, like, maybe did she fight with Asajj when Asajj was like, I'm going to go here. Mm -hmm. And and Mother's like, no, look at the the Sith. They're always these old dudes. Mm -hmm. They always treat us this way. Mm -hmm. You have to learn that about the world yourself. And when you come back and you've learned that, I will help you kick their ass. <laughs> it's really relatable. Yeah, yeah. The prodigal daughter returns. Yeah, exactly. And what you, so you're hitting a home run here with your list, Jennifer, because <laughs> Mother Talzin is a character that I sometimes, you know, go weird Star Wars does weird things to me. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'm like, yay. Other times I'm like, you guys know my space whales. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, a space witch. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. is something I wouldn't think that I would gravitate to. But this character, including her death, affects me. Uh, and it's these little moments. You've picked a great moment. The character of Asajj Ventress is a cool Star Wars character that looks cool, has cool lightsabers, fights. The bad guys, bad girls have the cooler toys in Star Wars. I love my empire, right? And, and uh, Ventress was this, not one-note character, but a character went, yeah, 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 yeah. 
in this moment, the return and that whole run brought a depth to Asajj. To the, so by the time I pick up her story in Dark Disciple, Chris, mm. uh, the, the great book there, um, it, it's a fully functional character. And here she has a strained relationship with her mother. What's more earthbound human than that? <laughs> yes. And yes. you've picked a great moment here why she was, as her name says, a mother. A yeah. mother. Yeah, I found myself being like, oh, I could see being comforted by her and her dark magic. You mm-hmm. know, there, there's something so fascinating about that character that yeah. I'm, I'm grateful yeah. for that storyline. It's line. dark, but it's a reminder that you have power. We have power. Mm-hmm. You know, we are going to push back on people who try to overstep you know, what they can do to us. Right. And I think this, uh, Mother Talzin's great reception of Asajj leads Asajj on this journey that we get to see in the Clone Wars of of another woman who is chewed up by the system of the Jedi and the Sith with mm-hmm. Ahsoka. Right. And you mm-hmm. see, you know, yeah. people can just see that as like, oh, she was a heel. It's a, it's a face turn when yeah. she kind of teams up with Ahsoka. But it's totally because she has learned from her mother. Like, the, the Jedi and the Sith, they got their own thing. Mm. and they chew up other people. Mm. You know, like, we're here on our planet doing our four-switch stuff. <laughs> yeah. right. We're perfectly happy, but they all got to fight for the galaxy, control the galaxy, and us uh, little people get chewed up in it. And mm. it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <Those> mother told <laughs> Yeah. That's why, you know, she's not a hero, but she kind of is for me hey, in some weird way. From a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. That's your number three. Mm-hmm. Your number two. My number two is Aunt Beru trying to convince Owen to let Luke join the Academy in Star Wars, A New Hope. Now, we don't see much of Amperu on screen, but this is a very small moment that, to me, says a lot, even every time after I watch it all these years. You know, she tells Owen, he can't stay here for forever. Most of his friends have gone. It means so much to him. Luke's just not a farmer. He's got too much of his father in him. What I love about this is that when you when you see the performance of, of the actress, she's doing it very lovingly. Like, she has accepted Luke for who <laughs> he is, and she mm. truly sees the good in not just him, but in her, his father. Mm-hmm. She is remembering the, the good qualities yeah. about mm. that. There's no judgment, and I really feel like... You know, my head canon is that mm. because of all the wonderful, loving, and supportive moments that she gave Luke, that's why he is this hero. Yeah, that's mm. why he is such a good, good old farm boy. Mm-hmm. Is because of Aunt Beru. Because yeah, you know, Uncle Owen, I'm sure that he he set some good boundaries. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was necessarily like the most emo- emotionally supportive guy. He's an old school tough love. Kind yeah, of guy, exactly. Right? Yeah. He's old school Absolutely, tough love, but... and so Beru balances that. She brings a, a warmth that's evident. Early on, even as a kid watching that movie, yeah, it's the old uh, "go to your mother, go to your father" trope. It's yes, like, it and, and, and those, that plays out in some. It's, it, it's some roles out there, but yeah, Baru has that immediate warmth. Joseph, you're yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. She hears me. She understands me. She's yeah. in my corner. She has a kind face and those uh, sparkling eyes, and mm-hmm. just like yeah, the real. If you love them, let them go, and you mm-hmm. get that sense that. You know, Owen is trying to control it, and she's trying to gently say, like, you're not going to be able to control Mm. this. Right. He's going to leave. The question is, how much is he going to hate us by the time he leaves? If we let him go now, maybe he won't hate us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, to me, that really spoke to me because letting your child grow 
up. <laughs> Letting them go, I can imagine, is one of the most difficult things mm-hmm. in the world. I remember when I wanted to go to college and, and live off campus, my mom was like, no, <laughs> no. And my stepdad was like, on Peru. And he's like, you know, she's it's about time that she lives away from home. <laughs> Give her that opportunity. Let her join the academy. And, yeah. I, and I was able to. Um, but yeah, so I thought that that was such a, a mm-hmm. sweet moment. And I know that Amparo is actually in a certain point of view as well, right? Her story. There's a story in there. There's yeah. a story? Yeah, there, there's a story there. Oh, you yeah. see, you see yeah. conflicting. It's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's not as weighty as I had wanted it to be. Yeah. Mm. And in large part from the, this type of stuff here that Jennifer has put down here in our list, because in A New Hope, and even, you know, even uh, in, in prequels, she's got a warmth there. She's the one taking the baby and gladly, and uh, Owen's the one looking after the sunset, like, all right, what have we done? they got to keep this kid on the moisture yeah, farm. But yeah. the specific story didn't have the weight. The, the other stuff with Obi-Wan leaving the toys for Luke. That had huge weight. Yes. Yeah. But oh. you, yeah, I think you, I think you're totally right. Just uh, right now there is an absence of story, but it would be great to have that dropped in in some books of, yeah, Luke is kind of really good and pure and the things that make him angry in the original trilogy and that would make anyone angry. Mm-hmm. And so you, you just get the sense that he was raised by someone who really taught him right and wrong, which is, you know, when Luke sees the Empire doing bad things, like, yeah, I hate them. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem political. It just seems personal. Like, that's mean. <laughs> right. Aunt Beru yeah. has taught me that that's not nice, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent point. And it's funny how we all have a connection to Aunt Beru, like I feel like everyone has a visceral reaction when we think of her. Mm-hmm. It's not just nostalgia, but you know, she's she's getting him the blue milk and she's getting him his space food and his space lunch or whatever. There is something <laughs> comforting about seeing them around this dinner table that was yeah. like, oh, that's like everyone's family or, you know, that's mm-hmm. what a typical family might be like. And so I thought that that was a sweet little moment, even though very, very small. Yeah. Very small, but very powerful. I, I love the idea that, of, of Baru's influence on Luke Skywalker is, is there maybe something that needs to be explored in more Star Wars stories. Mm-hmm. That is your number two. Mm-hmm. We've got a great list so far. Lyra, we've got Bray Organa, Mother Talzin, any 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 people on your list that didn't make close calls, close calls before we get to your number? <laughs> yes, thank you for reminding me. That, you know, when I started thinking about the all the mothers in Star Wars, I was actually surprised by how many there are. And then I was a little dismayed by how much we don't get to see them, how, you know, in, like on Peru. Uh, but there was one mother, Shara Bay, mm-hmm. who I would have liked to have discussed, but I have mm-hmm. not finished reading all the Shattered Empire comics. So I was mm-hmm. like, I can't, I can't. You know, pay that character justice just yet. Maybe on next year's Mother's Day. <laughs> well, Sherbet is a great character, and the influence on Poe is clear. But you, we haven't seen it directly yet. Right. right? That's what it's I figured. Like it's, it's you see her before Poe, and then we see Poe after. You know, when he's grown up. Yeah. Right. So maybe they'll explore that further. But this one, this one is is oh, it's the best mother moment mm-hmm. in Star Wars, and that is Shmi Skywalker. Letting Anakin go with Qui Gon Jinn to train as a Jedi. Mm. I picked this scene because it, it really is a selfless act for Shmi to let her son go so he can have a better life. Because that's what it's all about. Mm. The scene where they have their final goodbyes for me is so heartbreaking because you can see Shmi trying to empower Anakin, you know, and, and so she's not showing her full emotions. She's not crying she's not losing it because she knows that if she were to do that he'd feel guilty and he wouldn't want to go and so uh, the first time i watched it i was i was kind of angry i was like how could she do that how could she let her child go but if you think about it about why people 
you know, people who are from other countries that let their children go to find a better life and how difficult mm-hmm. that is. But you do that, you make that sacrifice and you are truly selfless because you do it for the, the good of your child. Mm-hmm. That is, whew, that's, you know, like it, Virgin Mary kind of stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a powerful moment that I, I remember even in the trailers, mm-hmm. that moment got a reaction. Yeah. Will I ever see you again? What does your heart tell you? Like, oh, oh, we're getting, oh, we know what happens. We know what happens. Turn around. Don't do it, Eddie. But it needed to happen. Shmi needed to do this. Mm -hmm. And to know the look. When she knows, when she's talking to Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon's kind of like, yeah, I can't can't get you. It's it's one or the other. And she's kind of like, yeah, I, yeah. I expect it as much. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and that's I, I okay. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, isn't it in that scene where she tells him not to look back? Yes, mm-hmm. he's already she looked back him. once, and just mm-hmm. like just go and don't look back, which yeah. you know ties into uh, large larger ideas in Star Wars about being present, being in the moment. If you obsess too much about your past, if you obsess too much about your future, mm. you know. So her kind of also giving him that little bit of that Star Wars knowledge of just. Don't look back. Don't obsess. Just go and be you and find out who you you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and tied up in these all these great ideas of that she feels like she doesn't know exactly where he came from, right? Mm. And what that's all about. But she worries about him. I love that in the Phantom Menace, it's communicated so clearly that she hates when he races, nice, because mm. she worries about him. Mm-hmm. But then it's clearly demonstrated of like these people were in great trouble in by you doing that scary thing. It helped them. Mm-hmm. So I'm really going to help you be who I think you're meant to be, which is I think you have this great fate, this great destiny. Yeah. You know, it is almost like, you know, oh, you, you are, you're a piano prodigy? Okay, I guess go to Chicago. <laughs> like, yeah, I no, know. but it's true. Yeah, yeah, a lot of parents do that. And I yeah. imagine it's extremely difficult to let your child go, but it, it is for Anakin's future in her mind. That mm. That's why she does it. Um mm. The only thing I would have liked to have seen, I know, I, I think I said this in our commentary, was just a little moment, a cut, cut scene of her of her crying. <laughs> I would have just liked that. I would that have liked that. would have been that. great. You know, that she's holding it in for Anakin in that moment, but mm-hmm. then when she goes back, she just loses it. Yeah. Because that is her baby. Yeah, I, I, I think that is a great number one moment. It is, it is perhaps uh, motherhood at its... Uh, purest form and loving and propping up your children and you're going to have a great life and this is like Yoda says we are the mentors of what we grow, they grow beyond mm-hmm. this is a moment very early but yeah. you know I, I remember my parents dropping me off in LA at 22 I'm 22 and they're like you know, crying on the way back as we, we let him out into the world <laughs> yeah. and this we know the ramifications we know what happens but I also wonder, speaking to uh, you know Baru's influence over Luke, you know, you can connect some of this stuff. Absolutely, you mom, you say the worst thing in this galaxy is no one helps each other. Mm. How much is still rolling around that and then uh, that invader's head mm. later on when he decides to save Luke? You know, other than just the connection to his son, but uh, that's a, someone hurting. I'm watching someone hurting, and my mother told me that don't let people hurt. Yeah, and just how much does when he looks at Luke, does he see Padme? Does he see Shmi? You yeah. know, in particular, does he see that? that kindness and that mm-hmm. sense of self-sacrifice. Yeah. You know, mm. it's yeah. powerful. Yeah. But I, I agree with you uh, that it would be great for to see a moment of her emotion. And I think uh, that's a lot what's on these lists is you've, you've found all these great moments, some of them in animated shows, some of them in mm-hmm. <laughs> passages and tie prequel books to right. movies. Uh, but it would be so great to see some of these larger moments be the motivating force 
of a big movie, right? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And not just like, you know, these are obviously, well, some of these are very huge moments of a mother letting her child go, which is a very important life lesson. But I would like to see smaller moments like with Lyra mm-hmm. Urso mm-hmm. And, and having that be on screen. Of course, yeah, Star Wars is this big adventure and this epic and, you know, there's a lot of conflict, but I, I would like to see just some sweeter mother <laughs> moments mm-hmm. on screen. And I'm hopeful that we one day will. Yeah, I absolutely think you will. I mean, like you said, you know, you, when you sit down and look at it, yeah, there's a lot of mothers in Star Wars, but yeah. it's 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 how they play out. I um, mean, there's, you know, great moments. I I think uh, Kylo looking at the bridge of the Rattus and sensing his mother is a great mother moment because yes. it stopped him in his tracks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, so there's that, that connection is there. Mm-hmm. Just uh, to have it focused on. Yeah, yeah. And if I can ask uh, Jennifer yeah. a quick question. We talked a lot about moments of sacrifice, which I feel like, uh, from my understanding as a not parent, is an absolute necessity, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have to be selfless and just do what is best for the child. Mm-hmm. Do you also want to see more moments where uh, the mother is not just defined by that need for sacrifice, but like now that maybe my child is older or I've made that sacrificial choice, now, now who am I as a person? I'm still my own person, mm-hmm. but this child is also still always a part of me, but yes. I'm not entirely defined by that child because I'm still an individual. It's a very complicated thing that I know my mother is still struggling with. <laughs> Who am I? Because you are defined by these roles. You know, first it might be you're defined by your job. And then when you become a parent, you're defined by the, you're in charge of this child. And then when you're like, okay, child, go into the world, you're literally left with like, well, who am I? Like, mm. I've always been a mom and you still are a mom, but you can't parent the child, you know, don't, you don't want to tell your kid, oh, you need to, to, you know, wash your clothes or you need to take your jacket because it's cold outside. You have to let them be adults. (laughs) And I would like to see a grown mother with her child Mm -hmm. and some adventures there. Yeah. Because I think that that's when, when your relationship with your parents sometimes can get really fun and Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. is that you have all that history and you have all those, you know, I remember when you used to do this, but then you're also kind of figuring out what your relationship is now is to adults. Yeah. I think that that there's a lot of juicy things to mine there. I think you just pitched the adventures of Hera and adult Jason. (laughs) Yeah, and, and some other yeah, some other great mothers and Hera's a great she is figurative a great, and now literal, literal mother. Yeah. Yeah. Nora Wexley and oh, what yeah. you you made me think of the aftermath the the second part of the aftermath story is a lot of Nora looking at Snap and going, Okay, you're in this fight with me. I'm still protect there's still protective moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Nora's it, it's a it's that changed relationship. Right. When they come back, he's mad at her and all that kind of stuff. But then eventually she sees him uh, an equal or maybe even exceeds her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, it's a great relationship. Yeah. There. Oh, that's yeah. neat. Mothers in Star Wars, Joseph. Great stuff. So many juicy details. And a good way to celebrate Mother's Day here on Earth. I don't know what it is in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, <laughs> but uh, that is that. Jennifer, I cannot thank you enough for coming on, but also researching some very deep cut moments. I love that. Thank you for for having me. And it was actually very encouraging to see these great moments because sometimes it's easy for me to say, oh, there's not enough mothers in Star Wars. But mm. there are. We just they're, they're great moments, but we just want them to be even bigger. Yeah. 
Absolutely, which is why if you guys out there aren't reading the the books and comics as much, dive on in. There's a lot of great juicy stuff in there that factors in. So that is uh, Jennifer's list and some other choices. What are your favorite mother moments in Star Wars? We're looking for those specific moments like Jennifer did so excellently here today. Uh, what are the specific moments that you like? Let us know. Reach out at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked. You can go find us on Facebook as well. We have the Patreon page, patreon.com slash force center we're doing a lot of things there and you can write us there as well if you're a supporter and if you're up on the patreon page go into the discord server and jump in and have a conversation about your favorite mother's moments here on a mother's day edition of star wars rank joseph thank you as always for popping in oh i'm thrilled to be here and thanks for uh, letting me be a part of this conversation and yeah. share some some thoughts uh, but more importantly uh hear some thoughts and learn some stuff from jennifer absolutely you can follow joseph at joseph scrimshaw any local la shows coming Coming up, you want to talk about because they're uh, a great time. Yeah, every the last Friday of every month, I do a show called Game Night that's coming up on uh, May when? Oh yes, I know what day it is. May twenty fifth. <laughs> May twenty fifth, uh, the actual anniversary of Star Wars. So we'll have some fun solo stuff going on there. You can find out about it on my website at josephgrimshaw.com under the live shows page. Absolutely, it's a it's a great time. I've been to several of the shows Joseph put together with his uh, fine uh, cadre of uh, creative friends. <laughs> yes, and uh, they're a great time. Jennifer Landa. Our mother here on Force Center. Yes. You've got uh, a lot of ventures. That's right. I do. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Jennifer Landa, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash user slash Jennifer Landa. And be sure to listen to my Happy Beeps episodes. I think we're up to number five now. And sometimes my daughter does make an appearance on the show <laughs> because, you know, she's teaching me about Star Wars as well. Absolutely. Every generation is going to teach you something about yourself, right? That is it. Mother's Day celebration here on Star Wars Ranked. You've got our list. What is yours? That's it. Star Wars has been ranked. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.